here's a message from Ken Lavica. The Tampa Bay Lightning are back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl champions. The Tampa Bay Rays are American League champions. But is Tampa Bay actually the sports capital of America? I feel like I'm losing my mind. We need to get to the bottom of this. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. How is Tampa seeing so much success how is this happening why do they deserve this and why do we here in south florida just keep toiling away is tampa really the sports capital of america tampa we know it's the strip club capital of america but sports i just feel gross ken levick alive thursday here on espn 106 three and john levine action and attorney studios phillips point towers downtown west palm beach right off of the Mostly sunny, intracoastal Joe Rigotti hanging with me as always. Uh, he has been my radio buddy for the last week and a half. Coquel still on vacation. He'll be back on Monday. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they did it. We had a feeling this was going to happen. If you follow hockey, you knew they were the best team. You knew that they were going to handle the Montreal Canadiens, and that's exactly what happened. And this is how it sounded last night in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final. Puck in behind the Tampa net. McDonough is out of there. Crunches it to the boards. Suzuki takes a hit from Jordan. Down to 15 seconds. Puck into the corner to the right of Vasilevsky. Comes out in front. It is cleared. As time winds down here in Tampa. Five seconds remaining. Puck retrieved by Petrie. Lightning strikes twice. Man, Kenny Albert's just good at his job. That's on NBC Sports Network. That was Tampa Bay winning a second straight Stanley Cup final. Did the uh, uh, won their first one last year, at least in this run. Won their first one in Edmonton in the NHL bubble. They do it last night at home, uh, and uh, so it's a great moment. It's always cool to see a, a team on its home ice hoist the Stanley Cup. Hockey fan or not, you can certainly appreciate that. But me, as someone who is proudly in South Florida, someone who has proudly made his home in South Florida, someone who has proudly adopted many of the South Florida teams into his own sports arsenal, this is driving me crazy. I I, I feel like I'm just beating my head into a wall. How is Tampa, Tampa, put itself in a discussion to be the sports capital of America? So you've got the Lightning... They've won two Stanley Cups back-to-back now. You've got Tom Brady, who just randomly ends up with the Buccaneers in free agency and uh, brings Gronk along, and then they're Super Bowl champions. You've got the Tampa Bay Rays, who have a payroll of $17.47, who uh, are in the World Series last year and are currently uh, battling the Red Sox uh, in the AL East. Like, the Rays are definitely going to make the postseason again and defend that American League championship. And you take to social media and you see tweet 
after tweet and Facebook post after Facebook post and Instagram post after Instagram post. Tampa Bay, sports capital of America. Now, I think that's easy to say just using uh, recency bias, but let's be clear. It's only been a good year and a half for Tampa. And most of the last year and a half has been done in bubbles and has been done in isolated areas. Just now are we seeing fans able to full throat enjoy what Tampa has put forth on the ice or on the field. But I'm having a hard time accepting the fact that Tampa Bay is having this much success because they do have the inferior Cuban sandwich to South Florida. Who the hell puts salami on a Cuban sandwich? I mean, that's just so lame and disgusting. Uh, But that's another discussion for another day. But is Tampa Bay really the sports capital of America? Or is this something that has to play out over years and years and years and years? Is it based on history? Is it based on tradition? Because there are some angry Bostonites on social media pushing back hard on this Tampa Bay thing, saying, no, 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 Boston is the sports capital of America. We have the Super Bowl championships with Belichick and Brady. We have the Celtics, Red Arbach, and all of the banners. L.A. is saying, what the hell? The Dodgers are World Series champions. For now, still the Lakers are current NBA champions. Uh, The Rams are a couple of years removed from going to uh, the Super Bowl. And then you've got Chicago saying, whoa, 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 whoa. We had uh, an NBA dynasty with the greatest player of all time. Uh, We have the uh, Super Bowl shuffle Bears. We have the White Sox. We have the Cubs. Like They're all trying to stake a claim. Tampa Bay's had the most recent success, but do you actually base where the sports capital of America is on the current success or over an extended period of time? Is Tampa Bay the sports capital of America? Tampa Bay, think about this. For those of you that are my age range of 36, 37 years old, Tampa Bay, like how, why, why, how has this happened? This is the sign of the apocalypse. Like this, right here, not boiling oceans, oceans on fire, the Gulf of Mexico burning, not the fact that it's 121 degrees in the Pacific Northwest, not the fact that Miami's going to be underwater six years from now. It's the fact that Tampa Bay is winning every damn championship. Is Tampa Bay the sports capital of America? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. We already have a bunch of tweets on this. Tampa Bay, is it the sports capital of America? If not, what city is? What region is the sports capital of America? Let's hit the phones. Let's go to Brad in Hope Sound. Brad, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Brad? Hey, Ken. How are you? Good, man. Uh, I will drive four hours for that disgusting sandwich. I will go to Miami for no reason. Oh, so, Brad, how point. dare you? How no, dare sir. you? No, sir. Man, oh, man. Well, you're from Chicago. What do you know? <laughs> don't even go to that place brad and i don't care what anyone says deep dish pizza is pizza it's not a casserole okay because i know that's what you're coming with next um uh, no 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 no. can't argue with that but you married into the culture so you're you're, you're biased <laughs> my deal, yeah, so that's a great point it. yeah uh divorce proceedings if i don't adopt the south florida cuban sandwich you're right and i uh man i need my wife because i cannot self-sustain myself uh what do you think about the uh the uh the sports capital of america is it t- Tampa Bay? 
I guess if you go by titles, it has to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a diehard Dolphin fan my whole life, and I've been, I don't know, I can't even remember, 81? Like, it's I think just it was the last time we were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with uh, well, last time was eighty three uh, with with Marino, and so Marino, it is. Yeah. It is. It's so frustrating for me now. And this is my adopted home, Chicago. You know, Chicago and originally adopted home. But I I take pride now in South Florida. I want the Dolphins to win. I want the Heat to win and to see Tampa. Like I've always thought is Tampa as inferior. Like if I want to go for a weekend and go to Correct. a strip club, I go to Tampa. But now, yeah. like now they own South Florida and it sucks. It makes me legitimately angry. Yeah, well, now you know how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> I I fully I'm fully engrossed now in the culture. You're right, Brad, appreciate the call. Is Tampa Bay really the sports capital of America or can Boston lay claim to that? Can LA lay claim to that? Can Chicago lay claim to that? Or how about, I mean, think about Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Where do all of these great athletes actually come to retire? Where do all of the current best golfers in the world come to live? All the golfers in their prime come to live. It's here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Can we make a claim to be in the sports capital of America? Because we're at least, at the very least, the golf capital of America. And there's no disputing that. Is Tampa really the sports capital of America? And if not, who is? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. And you can even call in with your trash Cuban sandwich takes like Brad and Hope Sound. I love Brad. Big fan of Brad. But uh, that salami on a Cuban sandwich thing, how dare he? How dare he? Uh, come back at me with that. Uh, Chad Leo uh, tweets, 100% not the sports capital. The Bulls won six championships in eight years. The Hawks were three in five years. Wouldn't even put Chicago in the top five sports mecca series. And uh, that's not including Tampa. That does not include Tampa in that spot. I mean, Chicago can't lay claim. And like, I did not bring up the Blackhawks titles. They had the last hockey dynasty. And I still don't think the Lightning are a hockey dynasty. They've been the best team in the NHL the past two years, but that hardly is a dynasty. Three and five years, that, I think by definition, is a dynasty. Brandon Alvarez tweets, a city gets one to three years of good teams and they think that they're a storied, historic franchise, first-class organizations. I can't stand that. So now we're seeing some pushback here. So it sounds like at least what we're hearing here initially is that sports capital of the world, at least in America on social media, you've got to come to the table with more than a couple of years. You've got to come to the table with more than, oh, you won back-to-back titles and uh, you were lucky in free agency to get the greatest quarterback of all time to pop in. Uh, is Tampa Bay the sports capital of America? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Michael Hogan tweets, Ken, how can it not be? I mean, Tampa's feeling itself. Tampa, and I get it. Like, I totally, totally get it. But this is Tampa. Like, come on. Like, it, it is, it's truly like a hit to the South Florida fan psyche for me to watch Tampa celebration after celebration after celebration. Why do they deserve this? Like, why has the sports universe decided that it is going to crown Tampa? Again, with a baseball team that, that they spent absolutely no money. 
and there's very little support. And I don't want to just crush fan support because I think there's more to it uh, with what makes a, a good organization. I mean, hell, I'm a White Sox fan. We haven't exactly been burning up the turnstiles in my lifetime, okay? But uh, you have a team that uh, is is linked to Montreal over and over and over and over again. Uh, you Again, you have a football team where, oh, yeah, hey, the greatest quarterback of all time decided to come and play here. And, oh, yeah, he took arguably the greatest tight end of all time and decided to uh, have him come and play for him as well. Like, why, why is Tappa getting all the breaks? How come Dolphins fans can't get a break, okay? How come the Heat go to a finals and then they lose in the first round and all of a sudden that was a fluke? Like, how come the Panthers can't win a playoff series? The Marlins, I mean, they, they're the best that South Florida, other than the Heat, have had to offer in my lifetime, and they only do it in years where they randomly go on a run and, like, last year was the first time they made the playoffs and didn't win the World Series in that run. They bought their way to a championship in 97, and they completely came out of nowhere in 2003. Like, it's a sad state of affairs down here. The resources are here. The facilities are here. The fans, that's negligible. But we all know that down here, if there's a winner, they get behind said team. Like, the big three was great, and then there was the Marlins, and that's been it. The trademark franchise, the Dolphins, haven't done jack bleep at all. I mean, they can't make the playoffs. And meanwhile, Tampa, Super Bowl, they won a Super Bowl with Brad Johnson as quarterback. The Lightning have won three Stanley Cups and have gone back-to-back. What is this crap? And the Rays are dominant. What is this? Is Tampa Bay the sports capital of America? If not, who is? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's go to Jupiter, and that's where we find David. What's up, David? No, not a lot. You know, I, I can't stand any of the teams from Boston. <laughs> I passionately hate all of them. But I was in the airport a couple of years ago, and in the security line uh-huh. when you're waiting to get through, they have every single championship banner above your head Yeah, of all of the championships that Boston has. They've won football, basketball, baseball, hockey. Everything. All of them fairly recently. And over, like, you know, decades. So there's no way in the world that anyone else is the sports capital uh, outside of Boston until they can string together multiple sport championships over at least a decade uh, and accomplish more than they've accomplished. They brought a couple of players. They bought the, uh, the best quarterback and Gronkowski over to Tampa and won a Super Bowl. That yeah, was, you know, that's true. They're using, like the, yeah, they're using Boston's exports to win their football championship. That's a great point. Exactly. So, so there's no way anyone else, until they can accomplish at least half of what Boston's accomplished, uh, you know, replace them as the sports capital. And I hate to say that, but it's the truth. I, I, we are on the same wavelength. I begrudgingly agree with you, and David, appreciate the call. And I want to note that David's call and Brad's call, and really now over the past week and a half, any call, we've gotten almost all of our calls, it has shown that this show attracts the most petty sports fans there are to find in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. What I feel like I have done in the three and a half months that this show has existed is I have been able to cultivate a level of fan petty that maybe has not been seen before in all of South Florida radio. Have there been petty radio hosts? Absolutely. But now we've got a cavalcade. We have an army of petty sports fans that want to talk about how they hate 
other sports fan bases or hate other sports cities and wish ill will upon them. And normally I'd say, ah, I don't know. That's dicey. I feel bad being mean, but I love it. I I love it now. Like, if this has to be the petty sports radio show, then damn it, this is going to be the petty sports radio show. And that's why, screw you, Boston. I want no success for you, Boston sports fans. I want no success for you, Boston sports teams, but I'll be damned if I'm going to let Tampa, who I also have a problem with, take over the title of sports capital of uh, of America from Boston. That's just how my petty sports mind works, and I know there's more of you out there. Is Tampa Bay the sports capital of America? If not, who is? That's a pretty damn good case for Boston that David just made. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, as always, on the old tweet machine at ESPN West Palm. We're going to have Dr. Jim Reardon. He's the head of the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Uh, he'll be on around 1230. It's story time with Dr. Reardon uh, because before... He was the head of the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. He worked at a bunch of the biggest sports facilities in the Northeast, including the Nassau Coliseum. That, by the way, the team, the, the Islanders, that the Lightning beat in seven games to get to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, but it, since it's on its way out and Dr. Reardon has some time, we're just going to spend four or five minutes with him, uh, him telling some stories about the Nassau Coliseum because there are a lot of Long Islanders, a lot of New Yorkers who have a special place in their heart uh, for that place, uh, and a lot of them here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. So we're going to tell some Nassau Coliseum stories at about 1230 here on Ken Levick Alive. And Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Been doing it for 22 years. That is your path into the sports industry. I tell you every day, and I tell you because I've seen it happen firsthand. I know dozens of people that have gotten their sport management uh, MBA at Florida Atlantic, and they have gone on to work at ESPN. They have gone on to work for the Dolphins, for the Panthers, for the Dallas Cowboys, for Conference USA, the highest reaches of college football, whether it be in marketing, whether it be in uh, production, whether it be in media relations. I mean, there is a path for everybody, and this is the way to do it. By getting your MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic, find out more and sign up for fall semester classes either remotely or on campus in Boca. That's fau.edu slash MBA sport. fau.edu slash MBA sport. Tampa Bay. Is it the sports capital of America? If not, who is? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. When we return, something happened yesterday to an all-time iconic athlete that made me feel legitimately sad. And I also went last night to my first fully packed sporting event since the pandemic. And it was a weird experience for me. I'll tell you about it next. He's Joe Rigotti. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Levick Alive. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Lavica and Chris Coquel. Take Coquel's name out your mouth, deep voice guy. He's on vacation. Leave him alone. Ken Lavica live here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, something happened yesterday uh, during the afternoon with uh, with an all time great athlete where uh, I saw it 
and it was not good, and it legitimately saddened me because it truly feels like the end of an era. Uh, Kendall Vick Alive featuring Coquel Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts uh, as well. Subscribe to it, rate it, uh, put it in your pocket, and enjoy it every single day. It's posted mere minutes after we wrap up every day at 1 o'clock here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, so yesterday at Wimbledon, we saw what appears to be the true beginning of the end for Roger Federer. Uh, that was really, really bad. Uh, his performance yesterday, he gets mopped in straight sets uh, by Hubert, uh, Hubert Herkax. He is a Polish player that I'd never heard of before. Apparently, he was the 14 seed in Wimbledon. I had no idea. But Federer loses 6-3-7-6-6-0. I mean, it was a complete throttling. It was a complete pounding. And Federer, who has the greatest forehand, arguably, in the history of tennis, he couldn't hit it yesterday. He looked old. He looked slow. He looked bad. He looked past his prime. I, I suppose he looked injured. I know he's been battling injuries. He says he's healthy. It's why he didn't play in the French Open. He decided to leave early so that he could get himself ready for Wimbledon. And he flames out in the quarterfinals. And now it definitely appears as if it's it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when Novak Djokovic is going to uh, win one more Grand Slam, which could happen in just a couple of days. Could be Wimbledon. Probably will be Wimbledon to match the all-time Grand Slam record of Federer and Nadal, and then eventually you've got to think Djokovic is passing both of them as well. Uh, Federer looked like a guy who is on his way out. And I know he's had a couple of different uh, streaks in the last couple of years where he looked like he was down and out and then uh, was able to make comebacks and was able to pick off a couple of Grand Slams. But now, like that, between him at the French Open leaving early, not looking competitive, him at Wimbledon yesterday looking completely washed, like a, com- a total shell of his former self, like, that was sad. That was, that was the first time in a long time that I have watched a great athlete and been sad at what I saw because he's not the same, and he won't be the same, and it definitely seems like he is at the end of the road. But when has there been an athlete that has declined so badly that it has saddened you to see them basically on their last legs, like Roger Federer was yesterday at Wimbledon? When is a time you have seen an athlete that has looked so depleted that it's legitimately saddened you as a fan? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again on the Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. You know the drill. Um, me, late Wizards Michael Jordan. I, I didn't know how to handle it when Michael Jordan put on a Wizards uniform. That was just flat out weird. And he had some good moments, but then... Near the end, and there's the story of him on the Wizards team bus, uh, telling or asking Doug Collins, "Hey, if I'm if if I'm not able to do it anymore, if you think I'm not able to do it anymore, would you would you tell me? Would you let me know? Like that's that's sad." And late hobbly Michael Jordan, heavier Michael Jordan, not not able to move as well, Michael Jordan, like that was sad. That was sad near the end. I felt the same way too about Dwayne Wade when he went off to Chicago. I don't know if you remember when Dwayne Wade left the Heat, went to Chicago. I mean, he lost the ability to jump. 
like completely lost the ability to jump, couldn't dunk anymore, was missing dunks in transition, was just sort of embarrassing himself. In Cleveland, it was bad. In Chicago, it was bad. And I know he had a rebirth once he came back to the Heat, and that was awesome. And that's a great exclamation point to his career. But it was sad. It was sad to watch what became of Dwayne Wade once he left Miami. And he was old, and he was breaking down. And that had been happening for quite some time, but it really culminated in that run with the Bulls. It was it was so sad to watch. I mean, Dan Marino, 62-7. to He had had a decent playoff game in the win over Seattle the week before, and then goes to Jacksonville and looked like he had never played the position before. I mean, the, the game was over. It was 35 to nothing after like 40 seconds. I mean, that was a disaster. That's the ultimate sadness. A guy who did so much, revolutionized the position like Dan Marino did, but doesn't win a Super Bowl. But then at the end, 62-7 to is the last we see of him on a football field. That sucks. That might be, for, you know, Fenerer, that made me sad yesterday to see him not able to do anything on the grass of the All-England Club. But Dan Marino, walking off the field, defeated 62-7 on the wrong end of that to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like That might be the saddest that I've seen. When is an athlete's decline it made you the saddest? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, get on Twitter at ESPN West Palm. Uh, let's tell you about Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. They're not going to make you sad. They're not declining. In fact, they're just getting started at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. It's where I bought my Kia K5 GT. And, uh, man, this week has been hectic. There is just a lot going on. Kids and life and work and responsibilities. And, uh, honestly, (laughs) the highlight of my days has been getting in that gorgeous Kia K5 GT that I can just zip around South Florida in and, 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 and make sure that I'm getting where I need to be, making sure that I am uh, getting my kids safely to where they need to be, but also it's just fun. And it, it wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. I thought a car like that was out of my price range, and I walk in and they say, Kent, we're going to help you. We're going to try and get you financed here. We're going to try and make this happen. Well, guys, I don't have the greatest credit. It's all right. It's all right. Sit down. That's the experience you're going to have at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, whether it is Mike or George or any of their outstanding staff that's helping you over there. They're going to get you taken care of. The credit clinic, I tell you about it all the time. If you or anyone in your family has ever had any type of credit problem, Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach is hosting a credit clinic. Local bank representatives are on site giving special approval to consumers who meet minimum criteria if you have a job that brings home 350 dollars a week you're in they're going to find you an automobile they're going to find you a way to leave the lot at greenway kia west palm beach with a car you can take home a new 2021 kia forte zero down payment for only 265 a month and here's the best part you mentioned this ad that i'm a, i'm i'm reading to you right now on ken levicka live and you can receive a flat screen tv with your new kia purchase how real is that and get out of your old gas guzzler into a fuel efficient new kia at greenway kia west palm beach save yourself money they're going to save you money buying the car then they're going to save you money at the gas pump as well that's greenway kia west palm beach go to greenway kia west palm beach.com or just simply pop into their beautiful dealership right off military right near pbi in west palm beach that's greenway kia west palm beach greenway kia west palm beach Uh, I told you we were going to have some story time, and now we're going to have some story time. 
time. He is the uh, man in charge of the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. He is my good friend for damn near a decade now, whether he likes it or not. And he's Dr. Jim Reardon, and he joins us here on Ken Levick Alive. Dr. Reardon, uh, thank you so much for, uh, for, for hanging out. And as always, thank you for, uh, for having the FAU MBA Sport Management Program as the title sponsor of the show. But when uh, the Islanders went out, in uh, the uh, the conference finals, and I was thinking Nassau Coliseum. I'm like, wait a minute. Dr. Reardon's worked in every sports venue uh, north of Nashville. Uh, I, he's, <laughs> he had to have been at the Nassau Coliseum, and you did work at the Nassau Coliseum, right? When did this happen? Yeah, Ken, thanks for having me, and uh, it's been a decade, huh? Wow. <laughs> I know, I know. It seems like yeah. 30 years. I know, I know. I have that effect Ex- on people. Exactly. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. But anyway... Uh, yeah, um, actually, I worked there on two separate occasions. Um, I got my start in the sport management business or the sport industry by becoming an usher uh, at age 16. I lied about my age. Some people lie about their age to get into the Army. <laughs> I lied about my age to get to be an usher at Shea Stadium and Madison Square Garden. And Nassau Coliseum uh, was one of those. I started there in 1978. Uh, my first event there uh, working as an usher uh, was a Jackson Brown concert. It was the first concert I had ever, ever been to. Uh, and years later, uh, coming back, um, uh, when I had been in the industry, I had been in Philadelphia, I had been uh, um, uh, and, and left the Spectrum to get an MBA at St. John's, and then worked a little bit for Naira and the New York Racing Association uh, as an investigator, uh, Belmont Park and Saratoga. And it was okay, but I was the only non-ex-cop there. Uh, and there was that fraternity there. They weren't mean. They weren't rude. But I was looking for something else. And yeah. um, two two former friends, well, no, uh, two former colleagues, and one was my professor at St. John's uh, in stadium and arena management and also uh, eventually became my boss at the Coliseum. Um, and, uh, you know, they said, hey, we got a position here. So they brought me on. Um, and I was back in, in the arena business as an event coordinator. But the, the, the gentleman that brought me back uh, is the reason why I got into facility management and is also the reason why I got into teaching, because he was my professor at St. John's, Lance Elder. Oh, all right. So it sort of, it sort of yeah. molded your future there. And, it, you know, my, my, the, the NASA Coliseum is fascinating to me, and I'll, I'll tell you my experience with it. So uh, with FAU basketball, there was a couple of years span where they would go play Hofstra, and so that's right across the street from the Nassau Correct. Coliseum. And so every time we were there, it's December. So it's cloudy and it's depressing. And it's just that part of Long Island is strip malls and Coliseum and parking lots. And then the university. Like that that's what it is. And it, it was just always so this was before the renovation in 2015. So it's like white dingy arena against a white cloudy background and it's cold. And you're like, man, is this just the most depressing? But I also feel like that gave it a little bit of the charm uh, and, and why people loved it as well, because it was so intimate it was so old and it was just theirs yeah um that part of uh, long island will never be uh, confused with the hamptons <laughs> um you know uh you're, you're right on about the cloudy day and uh, you know the 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 white building and back in 70 72 when it opened um uh, the the nice uh cement was nice and white nice and bright but no, it was there, and you know, it was. It opened in '72, and and that area that you were in there was all part, and in, including the Hostra piece, the Hostra uh, landscape was a uh, an Air Force base. It was called Mitchell Field, and it was an Air Force base in World War II, uh, and they housed planes there. Uh, that you can still see some airplane hangars there. In fact, one of the uh, tenants, the New York Arrows indoor soccer team, used to practice in a converted airplane hangar. Huh. 
they eventually put in for Nassau County Hockey uh, an ice rink in one of the hangars. So, yeah, they, uh, they made good use of it. The original, the original piece was uh, supposed to be seven buildings, supposed to be a concert hall, a performance hall, and everything else. And money got tight, and, uh, you know, as uh, you know, Billy Joel said, and uh, uh, they won, and they just wound up having a, a very nice arena that opened in 1972 but was unfinished. Um, you know, seats were missing. Um, you know, they they built it without a hockey press box. You know, you have an NHL team coming in and the Islanders, and oops, we forgot a hockey <laughs> press box. So what what they did was they had to take the last few rows in the upper deck, the upper level. It's only two levels, and they had to make it like a lot of times you see with auxiliary press boxes for the postseason in baseball and in hockey and basketball. They had to screw tables underneath uh, in, into the cement, and th- that became the press box. Uh, you know, it was certainly rudimentary, and they had to take him out after each game because those seats were sold for other events. That is so that wild. was one of the challenging aspects, yeah. There was no hockey press box. There was no suites. Um, the concourse, and this isn't just um, akin to the Nassau Coliseum, but back in those days when they were building arenas, uh, they didn't make, uh, you know, they, they were all concentrated on the inside. They really didn't concern themselves about the outer concourse. So you had the Spectrum in Philadelphia, you had the Nassau Coliseum, you had the Capitol Center in Landover, Maryland, where the Capitals and the Bullets played, all very tight concourses. So, you know, you could be at a sold-out Islander game in, you know, Game 6 in the 1980s Cup Finals, uh, or you could be at, you know, Mickey Mouse Goes to the Moon with Disney on Ice, (laughs) and during intermission you couldn't tell which event you were at. It was just really bad. And, you know, they didn't have, uh, they didn't have uh, you know, the restroom situation wasn't too well. Uh, you know, um, it, it wasn't very easy. And then after a while, many years later, they started converting men's rooms into ladies' rooms, uh, depending on the, the crowd demographics for the event. Um, so, um, but up until then, uh, when the, the line got too long at the ladies' rooms, when I, when I was there, uh, the ladies had no problems going into the men's room yep. and uh, d- doing whatever has to be done there. And guess what? If all the stalls were taken... No problem. That's right. Um, made very, very interesting use of the sinks and the uh-huh. urinals. Survival I'll, I'll just, mode. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. A- exactly. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Jim Reardon, FAU MBA Sport Management Program head with us here on uh, Ken Levick Alive. And again, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, that's what brings you Ken Levick Alive. Uh, and, and so we're talking Nassau Coliseum because, again, the Islanders are leaving. Uh, Coquel is a, is a big Islander, Islanders guy. And I know there's a bunch of just New Yorkers in general who have a special affinity for the Nassau Coliseum. And you're perfect guy to talk to here just a couple more uh what what are some, what is the the weirdest thing in the, the time you worked there what's the weirdest thing that you were asked to do uh or the time where you're like this is just bizarre when you worked at nassau coliseum well i actually have two things if i can get them in okay. um and then i have a personal story but uh one was at the end of a, a, a wrestling match um i was uh we were walking around and you know the house the house the crowd was going out and uh came on the radio that uh, a certain female wrestler uh, needed towels in her dressing room. So I picked it up. I was near where, you know, we had towels, and we had a count amount because we charged all the events for towels and yeah. this and that. Uh, it's, that. That in itself is a story. But um, I go to, the, um, I go to the, um, the dressing room, and I knocked on the door, and, you know, I, I now know why this, this woman asked for towels. Because literally there was absolutely no towels in the dressing room, um, and there wasn't much else in the dressing room either. So there, this woman opens the door, 
um, and I guess uh, I was bringing the cover-up that she was going to wear uh, with these towels. And um, she expected me to come in and, I guess, put the towels around her. <laughs> um, and I, I said, you know, I'm going I'm to take a pass on that. Um, I could see my career passing through my eyes at the age of 37 uh, or 27 at the time. Um, so th- that was one thing. Yeah, I mean, I actually had a, uh, a naked wrestling star asking me to help with towels. Wait, who uh, was then, it? Who was it? Um, it's, it's now, she's now passed on. It was, uh, uh, uh Sherry Martell. Oh, oh man, yes. that is a, that yes. is a great story. I love that. Yes. Classy lady. Very nice. But I guess that, you know, they were just used to that. I yeah. mean, it wasn't a big deal. I mean, that, that was the whole thing. And then, uh, you know, in, in 1987, um, you know, we, uh, Howard Stern, uh, was very popular at the time, still on linear, still on over the air yeah. network. Um, uh, decided to do his first uh, arena show called U.S. Open Sores. It was uh, October 6, 1989, excuse me. And we were all nervous because he was coming out for a meeting with us. And hearing Howard on the radio, we're saying, man, this guy's going to rip us. He's going to you know, do, be demanding. He's going to be tough. And, you know, we're all nervous. We're sweating. we got all these people. And he's bringing all this cast with him. He's bringing Gary Delabody, mm-hmm. uh, Baba Bowie, mm-hmm. Robin Quivers, Jackie Martling, Stuttering John. Yeah. They were all there. I said, we're going we're gonna to get smeared here. <laughs> And comes in, and Ken, the quietest guy in the room, was Howard Stern. <laughs> he, he just sat there and smiled. Yep. It was it, it's sort of like John McEnroe when he when he's off the court, quiet and an unassuming this and that. So basically, comes the show, and he he's doing a lot of things. He had, he had um, he had Grandpa from the Munsters, Al Lewis involved. <laughs> um, he had uh, some hypnotist guy. Jessica Hahn, who was a church secretary on Long Island and uh, in North Massapequa, right across from my grammar school, by the way, uh, she got involved in a national uh, sex uh, church scandal thing. Uh, Kimberly Taylor, one of the pen, and they were all there doing crazy stuff. And one of the items was uh, hot oil wrestling. Uh huh. Okay, and that was going to end end the show. So my, myself and the other event coordinator sitting in our office were right, right off the stage, right in the back, watching this on TV. And all of a sudden, whether he wanted it or not, Howard invites the entire floor section onto the stage to be involved in the hot oil wrestling. <laughs> and like idiots, me and this guy ran out there, not thinking that it was all a ploy. So we get up there and we try to start pulling people off the female wrestlers uh-huh. and we wound up like grabbing the female wrestlers and pulling them off each other but we couldn't hold on so they kept slipping <laughs> and were sliding all over the place and um i actually got in like 11 seconds uh into the u.s open source video that they were making <laughs> oh man me trying to pull off uh female wrestlers i yeah. i have known dr reardon for so long and i never knew he was a part of howard stern hot oil wrestling at the nassau coliseum yeah. that is awesome That's it. Oh, I love That's that. Uh, Dr. Reardon, uh, that is really, really good stuff. And I appreciate it because when, uh, you know, we we're just trying to look for some, some different things here to, uh, to appeal to all of the different uh, sports fans here in uh, Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. And those are great stories that I think that uh, a lot of people can relate to down here. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you for all you do as always. And thanks for, uh, for hanging out with us uh, and, uh, and doing a little Nassau Coliseum story time. Appreciate you. Absolutely. I got a million of them. (laughs) Well, we'll do a part two at some point, okay? 
Absolutely, Ken. Thanks so much. All right, Dr. Jim Reardon, again, the head of the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. That's fau.edu slash MBA Sport. And maybe he'll tell you more stories like when he had a hot oil wrestling with Howard Stern and that whole crew at the Nassau Coliseum. That is absolutely sensational. Um, uh, I want to, before we go to break, tell you about the Boca Raton Bowl. Speaking of FAU, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl is going to be December 18th, 11 a.m. at FAU Stadium. Last year, Zach Wilson, BYU, they came in and beat the all-living hell out of UCF. I mean, that was a clinic. Now he's the number two overall pick and soon to be starting quarterback of the New York Jets. Who's going to be the star this year? You're going to have to find out. Brunch and ball at uh, FAU, December 18th, 11 a.m. on ESPN. It's the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. RoofClaimBocaRatonBowl.com, RoofClaimBocaRatonBowl.com, and a special shout-out to the executive director of the RoofClaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl, Doug Mosley, who happens to be our barbecue insider here on Ken Levick Alive. Good Lord, this is a weird show. He's Joe Rigotti. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. I went to a sporting event, a full-fledged, full-capacity sporting event, or at least a sports entertainment event last night for the first time since the start of the pandemic, and it was good, but it was also weird. I need to tell you about it. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Don't forget, you can always catch us on the ESPN app. It's free or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Siri. Hey, Google Play. ESPN 106.3. And, uh, oh, yeah, the Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts or Apple podcasts or wherever you decide you want to listen to things after the fact, well, we've got it for you. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel podcast. Subscribe to it so you don't have to search for it. It comes right to your device right after 1 o'clock every single day. Hey, True Freedom Therapy, uh, some great news because you can be helped whether you have erectile dysfunction or whether you are just not the same in the bedroom. You don't perform the same as you did when you were in your early 20s, say your mid-30s like me, uh, and I went in and I got this soft wave treatment at True Freedom Therapy. And what this does is if you need a little bit of a tune-up, If you are suffering from ED, the early stages or even the late stages, uh, they can help you at True Freedom Therapy. It certainly helped me. This soft wave therapy, what it is, it's sound waves. It's sound waves. And you go in for 15-minute sessions. And uh, sometimes it takes uh, one or two, maybe two or three, maybe three or four. But it helps increase blood flow. And that's really the core of where these problems come about. True Freedom Therapy. TrueFreedomTherapy.com is where you get your free consultation. My guy Josh over there is going to help you out. But it's not just for uh, issues down there. It can also help joint pain. The soft wave therapy, which, by the way, is FDA approved, uh, it can be used on shoulders. It can be used on knees. It can help chronic pain. It can help range of motion. All of these things have been documented, and that's what they're doing at True Freedom Therapy in Palm Beach Gardens. It's local. Pop in. TrueFreedomTherapy.com. TrueFreedomTherapy.com. Get your free consultation. And people who listen to ESPN West Palm, they are going in. They are getting help. They are success stories. You can be that as well. If you have an issue, 
You don't have to live with it. Why would you live with it if you can get it fixed? There's no pills. There's no pain. There's no shots. There's nothing. Why wouldn't you do this so you don't have to live with what's ailing you? That's True Freedom Therapy, truefreedomtherapy.com. Get your free consultation with my guy, Josh, and all the fine folks at True Freedom Therapy. Last night was AEW Dynamite, the Road Rager. It was the first uh, wrestling show for AEW in front of fans uh, outside of Jacksonville. Uh, Since the pandemic started, they're based in Jacksonville. If you don't know about AEW, it's the direct competition to the WWE. Uh, Tony Khan runs that whole thing. He is uh, Shad Khan, the owner of the Jaguars. That's his son. Uh, And so it's great. I absolutely love it. It's an up-and-coming wrestling organization, but it has a a ton of talent. We had Paul White, who you know is the big show from WWE. He was on the show last week uh, talking about moving to AEW. Saw him last night. Cody Rhodes saw him. Sting was there last night. Chris Jericho was there last night. And it was their national TV broadcast. It was their TNT 8-10 to slot uh, on Wednesday night. And it was uh, in downtown Miami at the Miami Convention Center. And it was jammed. I mean, we're talking 4,000 seats and 3,900 were filled last night. It was the first time that I have been to, in a non-broadcast capacity, but as a fan, been to a sporting event where it is uh, full capacity. No social distancing, no mask requirement, nothing uh, since the beginning of the pandemic. And I will say it was great. It was cool to feel energy again and be a part of that again. And I felt peace of mind because I'm fully vaccinated, but also uh, I still felt weird being shoulder to shoulder in a massive throng of people. Like I wore my mask a vast majority of the time. And I almost feel like now for me, it's a, it's an impulse. It is like second nature. Anytime I'm surrounded by a bunch of people, even though I'm vaccinated and I obviously trust the vaccine and the numbers all prove that it's effective and it's going to largely keep you out of the hospital and in a lot of cases keep you from getting sick, period. But I just I couldn't help myself. There's still that uneasiness there. Uh, And I just wondered, am I ever going to break out of that mindset or is that a forever thing now? Like, is that something that's always going to to stick with me. And I think for the foreseeable future, it's going to. Like, I need to see more people get vaccinated. I need to see, uh, I, I honestly think, years of this becoming more like the flu and more treatable before I actually like, feel comfortable just going full no mask in an arena, a packed arena setting. My wife is going to do the same thing in a couple of months. Big Canes fan, she's a season ticket holder. She's going to Miami and Alabama in Atlanta. And that's going to be her first experience. So me, I went to a venue with like 4,000 people. She's going to go to a venue with like 80,000 where there's not going to be any social distancing, no mask requirements, nothing. She's fully vaccinated too. But I'm also curious, uh, any of you that have either gone to a heat playoff game where it was full capacity or have been to any NBA game or any Major League Baseball game that's been full capacity, I know outdoors is obviously different than indoors, but how did you... How did you handle it? Did you feel uneasy? Did you feel that, oh, man, I'm around a bunch of people. I need to put a mask on. Or were you like, bleep it, this is good, full freedom, no mask, I'm ready to go. How did you handle being at a sporting event uh, for the first time or for the first couple of times since the pandemic started, since everything opened up in full? Were you like me where it was, up, oh, mask on because there's a bunch of people? Or were you just, hey, full go, this is just like 2019. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at me at ESPN West Palm. I'm just genuinely curious. 
how did you handle your first time in a full-capacity sports setting uh, coming off the pandemic? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Because for me... It still was mask on. That's sort of just second nature right now. Uh, Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. That is where you need to be. I'm telling you, and this is this is full honesty. If you go anywhere else to watch the Euro final on Sunday, England, Italy, it's going to put up huge television numbers around the world, but also in this country. You've got two of the dynamic soccer powers in the world going at one another for one of the most prestigious championships in the world, the Euro title. If you're not at Stormhouse Brewing on Sunday to watch it, you're missing out. I mean, what are you thinking? Where else would you go? Because Stormhouse Brewing is the only craft brewery in the area that has a full food menu. So you're not having to order something via delivery, or pick something up and try and bring it in, or walk next door. You don't have to do any of that stuff at Stormhouse Brewing. You can just order their delicious food off their food menu. They have vegan options. They have appetizer options. They have full-fledged entree options. They've got a full gastropub menu. And, oh, yeah, some of the most delicious craft beer that you're going to find in all of South Florida. It's right there at Stormhouse Brewing. I recommend the coffee stout. I also love the sour as well at Stormhouse Brewing. But they have craft beer uh, and a craft beer menu that is vastly larger than just those two that I mentioned. Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. How do I get there, Ken? Well, let me tell you. US 1 in the Crystal Cove Commons in North Palm Beach, just a half mile south of PGA Boulevard. You can't miss it once you get in the vicinity. It is huge. It is spacious. It has indoor and outdoor seating. It has flat screen TVs all over the place. And my guys, the owners over there, uh, Josh and Preston and company, I know that it's a great place to watch a game because I've been there to watch a game, but also they sat in every single seat in that venue before it even opened to make sure that everybody had a great view of the TVs. And it, they love their soccer. So Sunday, Euro final, England, Italy, be at Stormhouse Brewing. Enjoy the craft beer made on site and their full gastropub menu. That's Stormhouse Brewing, stormhousebrewing.com. Check them out online. Again, Crystal Cove Commons, US 1 in North Palm Beach, just a half mile south of PGA Boulevard. How did you handle a sporting event full capacity the first time post-pandemic? I had that experience last night, and I got to say, the mask was up a good amount of the time, even though I'm fully vaccinated. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. When we return briefly, I just saw the weirdest thing I've seen in quite some time in sports, and it happened at the high school football level. He's Joe Rigotti. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106. It's Ken LaVeca Alive on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken and Coquel. My life be like... Uh, yeah. A couple of quick things I want to My hit here be before like. we say farewell. First and foremost, uh, I want to make sure you have an air conditioning plan because I've been there and it sucks. And for some of you, especially those with uh, with some health issues, if you don't have air conditioning, things go down on you here in this South Florida summer heat. You are in big, big trouble potentially. EDS is yes. That's where you want to go. EDS Air Conditioning. EDSAirConditioning.com. They take care of all your AC needs, all your plumbing needs. They are local. They have been doing it in Palm Beach County since, 2000, uh, since 2006. Uh, they are going to take care of you. They know the area. They know the clientele. They know the people here. And you can trust them. They also uh, use the best equipment. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. And oh, yeah. 
Uh, there's no time to waste when your air conditioning is out, especially in the summer down here. EDS is working its appointment times, its appointment windows off of you to make sure it's convenient for you. That's just a step beyond. That's EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com, locally owned and operated, family owned and operated. That is EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we saw for the first time, at least that, that I'm aware of, a, a high school football athlete that put together a decommitment edit. What is an edit? For those of you that aren't aware, when a high school football player uh, commits to a college, they will put together basically a Photoshop uh, saying committed to FAU or committed to Oklahoma or committed to Texas and uh, sometimes the school gives it to them, sometimes they make it, sometimes just a friend of theirs makes it or uh, a, a mentor, but it's come a, become a regular thing, the commitment edit. But a couple of weeks ago, a kid decommitted from Texas and made a decommitment edit. Like, how disrespectful is that? Like, we didn't need that. You could have just announced I'm decommitting from Texas, but instead put together a full-fledged graphic for it. Like that, That's disrespectful. Like that's a level of petty that I even haven't achieved as a sports fan, and that's sort of like the core of this show. But then locally, I see this last night. This is new. This is new. There is a young quarterback in the area named Antonio Schianti. He was the quarterback at St. John Paul in Boca Raton. He put out a press release, a press release to announce that he's transferring to Palm Beach Gardens High School. I have never seen this before. I mean, obviously on social media, I've seen high schoolers announce they're transferring to a school. Transferring is very common in this area, especially with talented players like Antonio. But he put out a press release through something called Douglas Digital Modern Sports Marketing. A press release, like a full-fledged professional press release, like something we at ESPN West Palm would put out if there was a segment we wanted to get out to the newspapers or to the national blogs or to to ESPN. We would put out a press release, a professional press release, and a a 17-year-old high school quarterback had a press release made to announce his transfer to a different high school. I'm trying to decide if that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in high school football or really impressive from a professional standpoint, like I don't know quite where I stand on that yet. Like, is that really weird or is that really professional? Antonio Schianti, uh, he may have just started a new trend in high school football of press releases, and it's very professionally done. It's not scribbled on a piece of paper. Like, this is a legit press release announcing he's leaving St. John Paul to go to Palm Beach Gardens. Bizarre, bizarre stuff. South Florida and its high school football here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. I have never seen anything like it. Uh, real quick, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Pat Lawler, he's our sports agent insider, our sports law insider. If you have a personal injury matter, make sure that you get a hold of Lawler & Associates. They have decades of experience, trial experience. They're going to get what you deserve, and you can trust them. They will stand by you. They will fight for you. That's Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Go to wanttolawyerup.com wanttolawyerup.com for your free consultation and make sure that if you have a personal injury matter, Lawler is the way you go. Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. For Joe Rigotti, I'm Ken Levicka. We'll do it again tomorrow to end the week. I'm Ken Levicka. I've been live on ESPN 106.3. Goodbye.